Welcome to the Visions of a Better World podcast. We are part of Global Visions, an association founded in Helsinki, Finland. Our goal is to bring people and organizations together as well as develop ideas and ways of thinking to make the world a better place. In this podcast series, our association is represented by me, project planner Petri Lahtinen, and Max Dalberi, the founder and chairperson of the association. We are also inviting guests to the podcast to discuss themes that are important in making the world a better place. Welcome, everyone. But let's move on almost to Aristotle, and let's start by by looking at at, at some of the general ideas in Aristotle's moral thinking before we look into his views on justice. So, what what were his topics in his moral thinking? Yes, Aristotle is of course a very uh, different kind of thinker than Plato. And if we go, go back to this history of how to read Plato, of course Aristotle is one of those first uh, who explicitly comments and, and presents us with these interpretations of what how Plato was thinking. He calls him Plato, not Socrates, mm. and criticizes Plato. So so it, it started already there when Aristotle says Plato is strong in this thread because he claims this kind of... And we should note course, that, Plato, that Aristotle was a student of Plato. Yeah, so so, so there's, Plato. there was a, a close and connection between... And there's also an issue with uh, Aristotle, of course, we are not certain that he has written his works himself. Mm-hmm. We think that some some of them are, are sure, like the Nicomachean Ethics is sort of his own. But for example, the politics, his main works on, 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 on uh, society, uh, nobody's really sure, did he write this, these notes himself, or is, was it a student of him that, that puts them down? Just, uh, yeah, so, but Aristotle thinks very differently um, uh, about how to go on, uh, also about uh, uh, how about wisdom in, in society. Um, so, well, one starting point for uh, Aristotle, when you think about, I mean, he has the same kind of idea that the main goal for a human being is eudaimonia, and he really specifies uh, what he means by eudaimonia, the good life in a in long, long-term way that you realize throughout your throughout of your life and try to sort of realize realize a good life all the time, not only in, in, the, in the form of, of some, some pleasures and other, other things. But uh, then when, when it comes to his view of, uh, of um, an individual, uh, his emphasis, emphasis on uh, participation is completely different than, than Plato's. So Aristotle views uh, participation in society, not only in doing our own job, but really participating in politics and decision-making as essential part of, of the good life. This is a big difference, of course, and that, that makes a difference also how you then view, view society. So uh, that, that, that's a starting point. Uh, and this means, of course, that uh, the virtues that we, um, as an individual, we, we should practice to, that's also another difference with, with Plato, virtues we, we reach by practicing them. So we learn. We don't don't learn about justice and other virtues just by thinking uh, what what is what is the good thing or what is the right thing, but we also need to uh, act out and practice these kind of things. Try to be to be just, and then through practicing, 
this virtue of adjusting, trying out in situation, does it work? Is it, am I successful in being just or do I fail? And we uh, gradually learn to become more just, just persons. This is another very big difference with Plato. It, it's not enough just to, to, to think. I think for Plato, at least in one dialogue, he is claiming that, that uh, if I know uh, what is good, then I will act in accordance with the good. Yeah, the people that doesn't, does, knows, knows the good does not act wrongly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and I completely disagree with this. It, it has, uh, knowing the good, it doesn't follow anything on the level of, of uh, practical wisdom, as he calls it. That's a, that's a different area. Uh, he makes a, a distinction between what he calls theoretical wisdom or theoretical reason and, and practical reason, practical wisdom. And theoretical reason is when you reflect upon the general things, uh, general truths uh, that are stable, that stay, uh, that doesn't change. It, that can be about nature, but it can also be about reflect upon what is sort of good in general. And when, when, play, when Aristotle says that happiness is something that is good for everyone, he's moving on that level of theoretical. He's stating something uh, 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 eternal, an eternal truth. Everyone... For everyone, happiness, eudaimonia, is a good thing. Uh, but when uh, when we then move on to the other side, and, and there are other kinds of objects in the world and these stable things, and, and when it comes to, to life <laughs> and politics, these are really the most important. And that is reflecting upon things that we can change ourselves through action, and that changes in the world. And that he calls them practical reason, practical wisdom. And we shouldn't conflate these two areas at all, because then we go wrong. If we think, as Plato seems to be thinking, by knowing the good, we sort of act in accordance with the good. That's completely wrong. There are two different things. You can know the good in general, but reflecting on what this means in actual practice uh, is a completely different area of thinking, where you can't have the same kind of exactness. Uh, you have to begin to practice and try out and, and so on. Uh, and uh, well, coming back to then participation as as uh, participation in politics as an uh, as an uh, essential part of life, it's essential for individual happiness. Okay, but then when uh, when Aristotle uh, reflects upon how to uh, how how this should be realized in in society, and uh, and of course uh, Aristotle also thinks that that wisdom is a central virtue when we think about organizing the society. Um, but he doesn't think that wisdom can be reached by educating some, some wise persons. Uh, it goes completely opposite way. He thinks everyone, anyone, could in fact uh, be participating in realizing this uh, wisdom. And the best way, according to, to Aristotle, is uh, that, that uh, uh, those that are leaders, they are persons that first have experience of being subjects themselves. So first of all, the, you start off from the experience, how does it feel to be a subject? Uh, how to feel just to be an ordinary citizen that is not taking any decisions? Uh, uh, and, and usually he puts, says, so, so this is the best thing for young people, just to stay out of politics, but to experience and, and gather experience of how, how it feels to be a, a, a subject. And the best uh, 
politician then who who is making who who is participating actually making decisions is one that first has experienced this and then later perhaps becomes one of the decision makers actually he writes even further that that it's best if we sort of move between these positions all the time first you are not decision maker and then you can be part of decision making and then you go back to just work to do your own thing and then you then you then you again and and this uh, for Aristotle rises the, the raises the level of wisdom in society because then you through this experience of what it feels and in addition then be becoming a person that that also tries to think what is then wise what is the best for the society that that would raise the level of wisdom not some certain specific leaders so this is a much more a much more closer to contemporary views on, on democracy uh, where we have we all have sort of this experience of we can have this both experience of being that subject and being someone that participates somewhere in making, making decisions one concept that is often talked about when it comes to Aristotle is, is the golden mean. So what did he mean by this and, and how does this relate to virtue and, and, and could you still elaborate a bit more on his views on virtue? It has much to do with the practice of different virtues. Um, uh, so in order to, how, how do we practice a virtue? We, we have some idea what it means to be a courageous person. But then you can fail in differences. There can be too, too little of it or too much of it. So, so the intermediate is sort of uh, practicing, uh, reaching, reaching this the, the best option of how to be courageous. But that is something that you gradually learn uh, through experience and, of course, reflection. Also, was that uh, was that courageous enough? Was that was I in this case? Is this justice or or not? Or did I fail in being just? Did I strive for my own gain, for example, which is a failure? Of justice that it was just for my own gain that I did this I, di- I didn't be fair to the other person okay yeah yeah sounds good uh, one other thing that that I stumbled upon when I read about Aristotle was was that he when it comes to distributive justice Aristotle says that people should get what they deserve could you elaborate on this and other some other ideas regarding what, what people deserve and what they should get Yes, from Aristotle we have this, this sort of the general idea of, of justice that being being sort of doing something in accordance with what is what is right or in fact what is good also. Uh, but then Aristotle thinks that we should uh, in fact think about justice from out of a specific different kind of uh, topics. So distributive justice then, as I said earlier, it's about uh, uh, how to de- uh, how should some good be distributed uh, among people and a starting point for Aristotle that yes we are equal but on the other hand it's not just that uh, everyone is in all cases given the same some might might deserve uh, a higher wage for example because doing a especially uh, doing his work in a especially good way and this deserves a higher wage uh, uh, while someone who is just starting in the same job uh, sh- shouldn't get that as high wage as the one who has sort of worked with the same thing, has experience, has experience worked within twenty years. So, so that that that's that, and that then the uh, notion of proportional justice that Aristotle should be applied in cases of distribution. You should uh, look at the individual case 
and look at what this person uh, deserves. While on the other hand, when it comes to, to punitive justice, as I said, uh, punishment, then uh, Aristotle shouldn't, don't think we should follow the same principle, but follow a different principle. And that's the principle of, of equality, in, in a way, that everyone is treated, treated the same. And, and this, but this, of course, uh, notion of distributive justice, that has something that uh, very much has been debated for the last 2,000 or so years, at least in Western thinking, because it's, it's very central uh, or, or also today to thinking that, that justice means has something to do, do with, uh, with desert. Uh, today we also think, well, we learned from Marx, for example, of course, that, that uh, justice also has to do with our needs. So if people need different things, then it's just to give them at least what they need minimum. Uh, and then comes the whole whole debate about is desert the central aspect uh, of, of uh, justice, is need the one, and in which case is, is just ju- uh, equality the basic principle. And in the background is kind of a, a general theme that goes through the whole of Western political um, uh, philosophy. Um, concerning equality. I mean, starting from Plato, there's always there's this idea of we are equal, and this uh, goes through uh, with restrictions always, of course, that only, only the, the equal persons are equal, but among the equals, everyone is equal. If you put it like that, when you find the right group, you, you can view everyone as, as equal. But on the other hand, uh, you have to say something what that means. Then what's Equal, what does it mean equal? Should everyone have the same? And then, of course, the answer is no. Um, so then begins the whole tradition of, of reflecting on what, what is sort of um, uh, legitimate forms of inequality. Dessert is one answer, response to that question. Uh, if we distribute things according to what people deserve, that's a form of inequality, but it's based on some some. Uh, principle of equality anyway, so it's it's legitimated <laughs> inequality. What then about the notion of teleology? It's it's also been thought that, that, that this is a central topic in Aristotle. What does this mean and, and how does this relate to distributive justice in his mind? Yes, um, uh, teleological modes of thinking, you can find that in, in many part, different parts of Aristotle's philosophy. You can find it in his his uh, uh, metaphysics or conception of nature. When it comes to um, um, ethics and political philosophy, uh, teleology is, um, you can say that it's, it's, it's there in his conception of, of, uh, of human being. Um, uh, begins, starts off the Nicomachean ethics, uh, uh, talking about action, that in all, act- all actions strives toward the good. That is what all actions are doing. So there's some good there that we are striving for whenever we act. And then he asks the question, is there some form of good that is higher uh, or a good in itself? Usually we strive for some good for some for the sake of some other thing. Uh, but then asks, is there some good, some goal that is, is uh, good in itself? And, and then comes to this response of, well, yes, happiness or a good life in the long term, eudaimonia, um, 
is the goal of everyone. And this, this sort of mode of teleological thinking then is present exactly when it comes to issues of, of good society and, and, and justice, because then, it, as I said before, uh, the question of, of political order becomes one of, of, of what kind of political order is best to provide us with the possibilities to realize this main goal, the good life. Yeah. What then about the concept of freedom and Aristotle? What what does he think about this and are there some issues here? Um, well, a starting point is that that um, uh, is, is freedom. Of course, for Aristotle, it's much more... Um, I mean, Aristotle doesn't, as Plato, uh, go back to sort of reflect upon things that are on... on, on independent of the contemporary society his method is, is completely different so he really starts off what how society is and, and that's a sort of a starting point and then begins to reflect upon um, reflect from out of these the conceptions that exist in that society he calls this a, a, a dialectical method sort of starts off from conceptions that are, are there already and reflects of how good are these conceptions can we compare them um, uh, how how well uh, justified are they and and, and so on, so uh, uh, so yes, freedom is a central thing, but it's of course when you start off from that, it's it's limited to the free persons, um, and and uh, Aristotle is well known for for limiting that that to to uh, to the men uh, among other things, and of course slaves are not free, so freedom is not something that you can talk about in relation with. With slavery, uh, which is then accepted because it's part of that society, and so on, and, and so on. If I previously boasted that that, that, that I, I'm I'm almost an, an expert level have an expert level knowledge of Plato, the same I cannot dare to say about Aristotle because, uh, well, as as he as it has been noted, Aristotle's his philosophy is much more straightforward than Plato. He doesn't. He, for example, his writing style is more straightforward. It, it's not uh, what we would consider now to be prose style, as was the case with Plato. But um, maybe not going back to any specific points because we have already discussed a lot of lot of complex topics here. But maybe one interesting uh, thing to bring out here is that. We, we, we were discussing that, or it was mentioned that Aristotle didn't believe in um, that, or he uh, said that it's better that that there's no children raised to be sort of these philosophy kings as Plato presented them, that it's better to have that sort of experience being a subject first and then entering into politics. But then, interestingly enough, uh, Aristotle was the personal uh, tutor of uh, Alexander the Great, uh, who was uh, inherited first the the, the rule of uh, kingdom of Macedonia, and then later uh, uh, conquered uh, a vast uh, geographical area expanding all the way from the current uh, extreme of Mediterranean from Spain to all the way to the uh, borders of uh, current present-day India, uh, an area that is uh, historically it's, it's almost incomprehensible, the, the extent of that kingdom. And yet, uh, even though there are no, no 
uh, his, uh, very strong historical evidence uh, or records uh, of, 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 of proving uh, the influence of Aristotle to Alexander's political thinking, but it should be noted that it's interesting to, to, to view that the, 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 the kind of ideas and, and, and ways of ruling the kingdom that uh, Alexander was uh, promoting and he actually died relatively young uh, before he actually could really rule the kingdom that uh, shortly after he had done all the conquering so to speak but he uh, kind of advocated very progressive ideas that seem like uh, that from a, uh, the concept of justice seemed very interesting in in that historical context that that uh, when 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 we were discussing Plato and his Republic as one way of reading it as a response to that historical um, kind of instability of, 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 of even smaller scale uh, city states that the 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 way Alexander went about kind of trying to establish stability in a much more larger kingdom was sort of advocating for equality that the people and the cultures he conquered should not be oppressed but yeah, there should yeah. be equality and and, 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 and a, for example one one uh, thing a specific thing that uh, comes to mind was that he kind of uh, encourage his generals to marry local uh, women so that they would be like they, that they, they, they would not they, they, the original population would not be excluded from the sort of sort of uh, the, the new rule and kingdom uh, and but yes as I said this is very it's, it's Ooh, yeah. it cannot be historically proven if, if this was the doings of Aristotle's uh, teaching but it's yeah, it, that yeah. that is also an the, the historical context again even though Plato and Aristotle were kind of they lived at this during the same time but the kind of evolution of, of city-states and larger kingdoms was was uh, radically different so I, I in fact I I have never read or heard that mm-hmm. Aristotle himself would have commented on on that <laughs> or, oh, yeah, or, 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 or written about that uh, so it's it's interesting to sort of think yes how what we find um, in the work on on, on politics um, is indeed some indication of how he would have sort of gone gone about there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, he says that there are sort of three sorts of good society possible. One is uh, monarchy, where there's uh, one main big one one ruler society. Mm-hmm. And that's a possibility that that is a good society. Mm. But then it's, of course, up to uh, this monarch uh, becoming a wise person yeah. and, and, and treat people and, and be just. Mm. It com- comes comes that to that, down to that. So that then this uh, should, in fact, be the, the leader should be trained to become a just person. And through that, by becoming a just person and being the leader, uh, the society created could be a good one. That's a, that's a possibility. Yeah, and it's interesting that as a pupil of Aristotle, Alexander was able to 
established even shortly this kingdom which naturally then separated into smaller kingdoms which some of what were uh, this especially the one around uh, Alexandria and in present-day Egypt was was for for a while sort of successful mm-hmm. yeah. state but uh, whereas place so the even though we we cannot make the argument that the, the kingdom of Alexander was a vision of Aristotle's philosophy, but it's it's interesting to mirror that to the the concept of the Republic in Plato's dialogues because that also was, if I remember correctly, few times they there there was kind of a project tried of trying to establish. That, yes, yes. That, Plato that, tried that, to influence, and and, and then 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 uh, some of the Neoplatonists also, oh, I think, uh, uh, were they had similar project, but uh, around in 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 Sicily, present day Sicily, but they never they 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 never got quite the wind the wind under their wings. So yeah, so yeah. The, so the Republic was uh, then that that's also kind of uh, emphasized the point maybe that the difference between Plato and Aristotle that Plato was more about the ideas and, and Aristotle was more about the practice but also I, I the, the comment about that the idea that Plato said that if you know what is good you will act accordingly but there's also I don't want to go too much into it but also the, the a part of that eudaimonia concept of Plato was the the threefold nature of the soul, mm-hmm. where one part was the kind of apparative uh, part, the, the the desiring part, and then yes. there's the rational part. And according to Plato's view, that what we can make a conjecture, what what he was getting at was not that the the desiring part should be shut out completely, but he advocated for this kind of symphony uh, and and harmony yes. between yes, those yes. two. So maybe one could argue that and, and also going to that um, uh, knowing what is good may, uh, the difference knowing and understanding what is good that the played maybe Plato was getting at that it, he doesn't mean that if you know that robbing is wrong that you will not do it but understanding the kind of meta the transcendental uh, idea of justice and good is necessary that may, uh, maybe uh, Plato was optimistic that uh, the the philosophers, at, if they would become kings, they would always yeah. act a- according to the yeah. idea that, of that, justice. That's, that's and that's yes, uh, and I think uh, I, I would put sort of a difference with uh, Aristotle's way of reasoning in in the way that that it's the important thing is not uh, sort of finding the good, mm-hmm. it's finding uh, uh, the best. Yeah. And that, that means for Aristotle that all things consider we have these many possible ways of good, for example. We have many possible good societies. One is a monarchy, another is a aristocratic society, and a third good one is, is a, a, almost a democratic society, mm-hmm. or the politeia, as he then calls as an ideal. All these are good possibilities. Mm-hmm. But then we should reflect upon, well, given the circumstances, given what we have here now, uh, how could we view sort of the best solution now? Not trying to think of, of abstractly about the good, but trying to take, consider everything. What could be the best? 
So when in the politics, when when Aristotle is that is then sort of taking a standpoint on 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 these bests, mm. what what would the best he he considers these three good ones? Mm. Okay, if if we have a good leader, one mm. single leader, monarchy can be a good thing. Mm. Otherwise, not uh, aristocracy. Aristocracy, of course, in Greek Greece doesn't uh, necessarily at least mean that you have a. As, as we sort of view it in the contemporary world, that we have a given class of people, the aristocrats, mm-hmm. and good people can be different kinds of people. Sometimes we can be in the world the good people are those older men who have, uh, for some reason, achieved a, a good position in society and are just person and so on. These are sort of good, and therefore, therefore that, that, that's a good. But uh, there can also be people. People of knowledge are also sort of good. So, so call it the. The rule of the wise, of the wise, could also be an option. So aristocracy, another possibility. You have a group of uh, good people or wise people that together rule, but it doesn't always. Uh, it, it it's not it's not the whole truth about it. That's just another possibility. Then he considered a third option: democracy. Well, equality. We start off from equality, not not uh, any of these other qualities, but but equality, uh, which is also a starting point. We are equal, so why not? Have a society of of equals, a democracy. Uh, well, okay, but there's a problem with democracy. Uh, for Aristotle, democracy really, in actual fact, given the circumstances, means it's of course the rule of the majority, and for him, that's the rule of of the poor. In in a, I don't know how poor uh, the poor were, but they were still talking about the free citizens. But anyway, that's the rule of rule of the poor. Um, which, in fact, is not inclusive enough. And that's the main point of Aristotle. The democracy is not inclusive enough because it's, it's, then it's the majority. It's not, everyone is not, let's say, the, the small group of wise and good people are sort of excluded mm-hmm. in democracy. And that's a, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So what's the solution? Uh, well, it's, it's that wisdom should rule is sort of, it's the best. Mm-hmm. So, okay, he writes. Aristocracy, in some sense, mm-hmm. is the best. But really, actually, in the end, the best is that what, which he then calls politeia. Mm-hmm. But uh, Aristotle makes it into an ideal uh, that is that is where democracy is sort of a, a failure of politeia because it's only the rule of the majority of the poor. But politeia is the best mm-hmm. in the end. And politeia, uh, in, in politeia, you sort of bring together... Uh, democratic elements with aristocratic elements. So on the one hand, you have equality. Everyone should, as we said, be able to participate Mm -hmm. and have the possibility to to become decision makers and politicians and so on. While at the end, you should, from aristocracy, you should put put forward or or, or keep the idea that, okay, it's best that that those that are in the end good or wise, Mm -hmm. uh, they do the actual decision making. Mm -hmm. But if we, if we, then the solution is yes, the young people, <laughs> they are not wise enough, but they, they sort of experience how it, what it feels to be um, uh, under rule. And then later on, they can become these decision makers and become the wise one. Uh, uh, and then, if yes, then go back to being ordinary citizens. So, so this, this is for Aristotle the, the idea that you bring these two principles together, then you have sort of the best. Because the, if you have equality also, then, then aristocracy doesn't uh, become an oligarchy where it's always the rich, for example, that rule. 
because you bring in the quality you give everyone the possibility to become sort of an, part of that that the, the, the good the good people um, so this is a very different kind of reasoning you different reasoning towards really thinking all things considered what is the best and, and and not providing a single very simple model but let's bring the good things together and then it's better if we have all these good things and not 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 a single one thank you for listening to our podcast you can find us at www.globalvisions.fi check out also max's book which is available to download for free at www.avisionofabetterworld.net We are also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and Discord. Everyone is welcome to take part in our activities and discussion, which is an invitation to reflect on how to make the world a better place.